the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now, your relative, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of our Lord. Let's pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. It wasn't until my mid-40s that I experienced praying the rosary. I was at the visitation of Randy's beloved aunt, we prayed as we gathered around Betty's casket. Many were kneeling, holding their rosaries in their hands, moving from bead to bead, praying so effortlessly. I kept wondering, how do they remember what to pray? I got lost in the repetitions. And then I realized Mary was the one they were praying to, Mary as intercessor. This was new to me. I have always prayed directly to God. Why is Mary the one to intercede on our behalf? And then I hear this story again, and its particularities sink in deeply. Mary is as old as my daughter. She would be a middle schooler, her body just beginning to change, the awkwardness of that time of physical and emotional development, 
her mind asking so many questions, trying to find her identity and to get comfortable in her own skin. She is not grown up. She is not equipped yet for life. This is the one who God has chosen to bear God's own self. This is the one whom God favors. And all of this is incomprehensible to Mary as well. What we first learn about Mary's reaction is that she is much perplexed. And this was only after the opening words. Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. She can't figure this out either, that God would even know her, let alone come to her with this message and call. The angel continues, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. Mary responds, how can this be? I am a virgin. Now, unlike Zacharias, who is made mute when he asks questions to the angel Gabriel at the announcement that his wife Elizabeth, old in her age, will bear a son. Mary is given permission to ask questions and to ponder and wonder what this is all about. And I don't think Mary's pondering ever stops. From this encounter to the revealing of her pregnancy to Elizabeth, to telling her betrothed Joseph, the community around her, Jesus' birth, his life, and then as she stands by her son dying on a cross. This perplexity, pondering, and questioning is a part of her taking this all in and living out her call. At the end of this story, Mary says, yes, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Even her yes still holds the bewilderment of this moment and the next, the impossibility of what she is experiencing. One of the images of Mary in the Catholic Church is Mary, the untire of knots. This painting comes from a story of a couple who comes to a priest seeking counsel for marital problems. The priest prays and receives a vision of Mary untying the knots of their wedding ribbon that was tied around them in their marriage ceremony. Mary, again, is intercessor. Mary, the one full of questions, pondering about what she has been asked to do, is the one who's called to intercede for us. What is impossible in your life right now? What is all tangled and unresolved, yet to be figured out, knotted in unrest? Finding favor with God does not mean a life without perplexity or struggles. It's actually in the midst of the tangle that God comes to continue his story through you. 
from the womb of bewilderment, God made flesh will be born. For just a moment in this season of Advent, hold that big decision, that ball of chaos and suffering that is bound too tight, the future yet to be determined. You do not need resolution to find favor. God comes to you as you ask the questions and wrestle with the complexities of this world and your life. Maybe Mary is the intercessor because her story reveals the oddity of where God chooses to dwell and whom he chooses to call to unfold his story. Now, we won't be asked to bear God's son, but we can find ourselves in the complexity of Mary's story and her call to trust that God will not leave her to figure this out on her own. God chooses to continue his story through Mary and through you just where you are. But Mary is not the only one who can pray on our behalf. We are called to do the same. We too bring our bewilderment at what is happening in the world. And we bring our attentions for healing, for clarity, for mercy and restoration to people known and unknown. We intercede for each other. And maybe this allows us to know that we are not alone in what we experience and somehow our stories and our experiences in life are places where others are called to join us, to be called even when things are still working themselves out. Advent is a season to name that the world on its own is not enough. The good news we hear is that God comes to be with us and he meets us when we're not ready when what is set before us seems too impossible to bear. We are also given to each other, to walk together, to pray for each other, and to be prayed for. Maybe this is how the knots are loosened, how light comes in the darkness, and how God's vision for you and the world is made known. Know today, that you are being called right in the place where you are, and you are not alone. Consider who is praying on your behalf, holding hope, seeking a way, loosening the knots. And then to whom are you called to pray for? They are coming into your mind and into your heart because God is calling you there to be companions in this perplexing journey of this life. Come, Lord Jesus, come in the unresolved and the unfolding to bear your presence in the world. Amen.